Yes, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Okay, then. So you lot know me as Duckers, and we've got another big D in the house tonight in the shape of Doxons. And we've got frontman Jimmy and bass player Adam on the show. How are you doing, boys? Happy tears. All good. All right. Not bad, man. Thank you. Good stuff. Well, it's good to be chatting to you. Nice to be here. And um, I saw, so I saw on Twitter recently. Um, I think uh, I think Mr. Potter uh, put a preview of uh, an interview that you'd done for uh, the Sunderland newspaper, and you told the guys there that it's one of your dreams to play Glasgow wearing your Sunderland, Sunderland shirt. Aye, <laughs> yes, aye. That's a uh, that's a that's a dream of ours. Like we're, we've been in touch with uh, well, the local museum got in touch with us. When he oh, said really? that post from uh, the Sunday Network, and he was like, "If you've ever played Glastonbury, come down, and I'll give you like the, the, the shirts from the 1973 Cup final and that." So happy days! Oh my God, whoa! I'm special with that big waiting shirt and waiting. We just need the slot now. We're laughing. Well, come on, come on, Mister Evis. <laughs> nah, we need to sort that. Then. So talking about Sunderland then, I mean, I was having a thing before and like that, was it like that late 90s, early 90s team that Peter Reid had and of course like uh, now Quinn and Phillips up front and then, do you remember him, Alex Ray in midfield, he was a proper uh, little tough nut, wasn't he? We had a hell of a team then, Alex Ray, Chris Macon right back, he was solid. Chris Macon, yes. I loved Mickey Gray till he missed that penalty, it's a shame. <laughs> and he's everywhere now and he's still he's, he's popping up everywhere as a pundit aye that was a great great era okay then so let's uh, let's take it right back to the start and I want to know what was the first physical piece of music that you guys bought so record vinyl cassette mini disc whatever it might be Jimmy I'm going to ask you first first CD I bought yeah first anything is, that you bought this is going to be random but um, can you remember a band called The Ricks? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I went to see them in about 2005 in Manchester. Yeah. That was, well, that was the first time I sort of started getting into like indie music. And I think it was my first ever gig as well. And after the gig, I just went out and HMV and bought the CD, Capture and Release, I think it was called. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was some album. <laughs> it had some absolute bangers on as well, to be fair. <laughs> and over to you, Adam. Whoa. I think mine will have been a tip from a little shop in Sunderland in Park Lane called Spin and Disc um, and it's probably some sort of wave tape I'm not going to lie I first bit of music that I ever bought uh, straight in the old Walkman when I was a young'un <laughs> I love that the Walkman oh, yeah. I mean tapes are making a bit of a comeback aren't they because of course obviously we all know about the vinyl revival but tapes now they're, uh, they're getting pretty retro as well no, there seem to be a lot of bands selling them with uh, vinyl bundles and stuff with albums. Yeah. Okay, then. So you guys have got new music, which is like literally about to drop. I've heard a preview of it and it sounds epic. What a huge chorus. Uh, the real thing, real thing even, not the real thing. Real thing is the title. I want you guys to tell me about writing it. Um, so basically, with this one, I, I'd like a, like, I don't know if it was a flashback or a vision. Probably, probably it's a flashback. I hope it's not a vision because I'm like boxed off now with a wife and kid and that. So <laughs> flashback was like having a night out in Sunderland and like the, the, like the possibility of going home empty-handed, if you know what that means. <laughs> or going home with like... Some some chick from the taxi queue. So I've kind of <laughs> elaborated on that story and just 
That's that, that was the basis of the real thing. This sounds like a flashback to when you would have gone and seen the rakes then maybe. I <laughs> possibly the same kind of, same week. Same week. <laughs> that, that, that was the uh, the starting point. And um we wanted a, I wanted a chorus that was like kind of repetitive and easy for people to sing along to. So me and Steve were just sitting in the rehearsal room and I showed him like the verses and he'd come up with this chord progression and that was the chorus we'd left the room with and I was kind of happy with it. Um, and then we got the lads on their backing vocals to kind of do like a call and response thing and that's how we ended up with kind of the chorus uh, section. Well, it's, it's a tune and it sounds massive, so we're going to give it a spin now. So it's over to you lads to introduce it. This is Doc Sons. Thank you for listening. This is our latest release due out on the 3rd of March and it's called Real Thing. Recently hooked up with Dan Potter as your manager. Um, what's it like working with Dan, who we all know is a massive new music champion and advocate? 
I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think we're going to speak more highly of him. Like he's he's just absolutely spot on. He gets us, and I think we get him to a certain extent. Um, all about nice bloke to have about. Um, he's taught us a lot in the short space of time that we worked with him as well. Um, so I hats off to them. Like that's good. No, it's really positive, and uh, you know it sounds like everything's coming together. Yeah, last year we we just we kind of like hit a point where it was like. Four of us had loads on. We had jobs and families and that, and we just thought, like, we need some sort of, like, manager here to kind of push us to start doing more and getting more gigs. And obviously, Dan Potter put a few gigs on for us last last year, and everybody knows how much he loves new music. So, luckily, he liked, he liked our music as well, so he was, he was well up for it when I asked him. Um the Geordie Macken thing is always going to be a bit of an issue, but I think it just adds to the flavour of the relationship. It's a massive elephant in the room. <laughs> like, I don't really talk about it. <laughs> I, mean, I love that. It adds to the flavour of the relationship. <laughs> it does. I think Jim's right. Like I think I think we feel a bit of collective responsibility to to do more. Um, know that Dan's given us that back and whereas sometimes where it's just the four of us and life does get in the way, you know. I mean, we're some of us are the wrong side of 30 now with other responsibilities. It's not like when we're like 18, 19 in bands back in the day. Listening to the rakes. Where you're, we're listening to the rakes, let's go on the new monkey. Uh, where you're not doing a great deal other than going to school and then coming home and, and practicing. But um, so I it just sort of gives you that little bit more motivation behind it. Like no, I can understand that and I can I can relate to that in the element of, you know, anyone who's, uh, obviously you guys playing it, but people who are sporting it as well. And, you know, sometimes life does take over, but it's important to keep pushing each other and keep going. Yeah, definitely. Okay, we're going to spin another of your tunes now and this is my pick. So I was having a listen and I was thinking like Criminals and Mr. Devotion, that, that has got to Whoa. have like a shout out, by the way, because that is a fucking, that is a blue stomper, that. Last from the past. Oh man, honestly, uh, whew, that is filthy. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> I haven't gone with those two because this one, it, it hit me instantly. Um, and I want to ask you in a minute about it because it's dancing on the radio and I love the imagery in the lyrics. I'm going to, I'm going to give you this lyric here. This is, I think, possibly my favourite of your lyrics. So, it's, I saw her dancing on the radio during the midnight show. Just tell me about that. Right, that that lyric danced on the radio. I had I had that since I was what I've had that lyric for about nine, ten years in my phone. On I my love phone. it. Absolutely love it. Uh, and I've I've wanted I've wrote a few songs with it in, and just none of them have came like like close to even like showing the the lads or even like developing into a tune until where it danced on the radio, like the the, song, the trap danced on the radio. So it's a strange one because. I don't know where the lyric come from now because it was that long ago. But I've always it's kind of doesn't work, does it? You, you don't see anybody on the radio, so that, like that's just where I've come up with it. Doesn't make sense, does it really? No, I know dancing on the radio <laughs> because it's. I mean, I suppose it almost like reminded me a little bit of like you know Queen, like Radio Gaga, because that that had elements of that you know like um, listening on the radio and and sort of like. Yeah. Um, out of TV, uh, you know, like the radio without us the TV or something. But but mm-hmm. I just love this where it's like dancing on the radio during the midnight show. I've just got this like image of this silhouette just uh, 
raving through the midnight in the you know in the graveyard slot of some radio station somewhere, but playing some absolute tunes. Right, I like that. <laughs> right, we're going to spin it now, and this is Doxons dancing on the radio.
talk to me about the plans then for the rest of the year. We know new music's imminent, but what's going on in 2023 for Doxons? I think it's gigs, 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 really, isn't it? I think we're trying to get as much crammed in there around outside of the northeast as we can. I think we've done a lot in the northeast. Um and it's obviously a great place to play, you know. I mean, there's a great city in the northeast and Stockton, Newcastle, and stuff like that, um, as well as Sunderland, obviously. But we're trying to get a bit further afield as well as keep releasing music and keeping people interested you know, and giving something back to people who are, who are following us. Um, we've already got um, just played Bobbix last week in Newcastle. Um, that was a gig, uh, that was it. That was a setup, wasn't it? Yeah, that looks like a lively gig. It was got lively towards the end when the <laughs> when the, the stage got there. Uh, it was a stage invasion, like uh, oh yes, we got invaded. I uh, got a stage. It was something went wrong. Someone kicked someone. The bass went off. <laughs> nightmare. Oh and, my god! It was absolute carnage. And after about a minute of Glenn and Steve just keeping the beat. <laughs> We'd counted back in for the second verse and everyone had vacated the stage like so. <laughs> Health and safety, absolute nightmare. Like We got there in the end. Health <laughs> and safety nightmare. <laughs> One of them things when I'm 18, 19, I'm all for that. Like I'm, I'm getting all the stage, but I'm 30 now. And, and the first thing I'm thinking is health and safety. <laughs> 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 um, obviously, we've got a big headliner, uh, Independent, um, on the 6th of May. And then I saw that, yeah. So that's that's going to be a massive hometown show as well, that isn't it? Uh, First time I've played Sunderland in it like in a year. In uh, uh, the headline capacity, obviously we supported the Void last year, uh, which was a quality gig. Um, but in a headline capacity, yeah, it's the first time we've been back really for quite some time now. So would you say then this is the biggest show that you guys have put together, or certainly in in quite a while? Or first first big one since our. Uh, first EP launch. Um, the list is, this is the last time EP. I think it was twenty nineteen before the pandemic. We're like flung right. three hundred tickets downstairs in Independent. It was absolutely mental. But uh, it's probably the biggest one since then. I think it's going to be the best one entertainment wise. We're trying to put a few different things on. Um, I mean to make it just a bit more than a gig but we'll not get into detail we'll keep that as a surprise Ooh, so we've got so okay then so the guys need to stay glued to the socials because there's going to be impending announcements yeah um, there's going to be magicians there's going to be uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a candy floss machine hey he's in for a treat <laughs> yeah. okay then so people need to uh, keep an eye on the Twitter page Keep an eye out, yeah, definitely. Get your tickets in. Get your tickets in. Okay, then, so, it's the Doxons. It's not the, by the way, is it? It is just Doxons. I think it, in, a, in a, some sense is, it works with the Doxons, but I, it is just Doxons. But yeah. it's kind of, our brain tells us to say that first, doesn't it? <laughs> well, that's what mine was saying then. But if Doxons were hosting a dinner party, and, well, let's say Potter's put something in the slow cooker because we know that he's a dab hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, Potter's doing the cooking, you guys are hosting the dinner party, the wine's flowing, and you can have one guest each, dead or alive, from anywhere. It could be a footballer, musician, whatever you want. Who's coming to the dinner party? So, Adam, I'm going to ask you first. I'm going to say someone we've already mentioned, and just because we're going to Potter's house, I'm going to see a Peter Reid. Ooh, Peter Reid, he'd love that, wouldn't he? Oh, he wouldn't be allowed in Potter's house. <laughs> uh, just to cause a bit of friction straight away, he wouldn't be getting these slow cooked meat. 
He's got no pot noodle for reading. <laughs> pot noodle and a taxi for reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, Jimmy. So Peter Reed's around the table. Who are you bringing? Oh, I'm going with the uh, the all-time icon, named me child after him, Freddie Mercury. Oh yeah, it's gotta be, like, yeah, gotta be very like. Uh, he's um, he's the best best showman ever, wasn't he? Ooh, what a party that'd be, eh? Dobson's, <laughs> Peter Reed, Freddie Mercury, and Dan Potter's on cooks honey roast chicken. Happy days. <laughs> well up for that. Get that booked in this year. So, if you guys could offer. Any advice to anybody who might be listening to this show, might be thinking about picking up an instrument or a microphone for the first time, or have just started doing it, what would it be? Oh, um, for me, it's just get out there and just have a bit of belief in yourself. Like, because first time you pick a mic up, it's kind of daunting. First time you get on stage, might be fitting the worst nerves you've ever had in your life, but afterwards, it's the best feeling you've ever had when you've smashed it and. Everyone's loving you, and it's just it's class like. So, like we said earlier, life gets in the way sometimes, but always have that passion for music. Like, lifts your mood, whatever mood you might be in. Put a tune on, and you you're happy again. You know what I mean? Uh, that's it, mate. I do know. I get that totally. And uh, like belief, it's you know it's, it's hugely important in it and anything. But I can imagine like as a as a band starting out and trying to. You know, get doors opened and trying to get tunes heard. Then, yeah, it's it's, it's right up there, isn't it? What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? Exactly. You don't want to look back in twenty years' time and think, "I wish I did it then," because you'll be forty. Anyone want to want to know then? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I like it. That's uh, that's good advice in any walk of life. So. I am talking about that, and this one sort of leads on to this as well, because I always like to get an understanding of how an artist's hometown has sort of helped shape them or shape the music and the tunes. So can you tell me what coming from Sunderland means to you? Um, For me, our our band name came from where we live. Um, We're all massive Sunderland fans. We've lived here all our life. Um, I, I think our, most of our tunes kind of reflect um, where we live. Um, Dancing on the radio, obviously, Dream World most recently. Um, that was really about kind of being from Sunderland, being proud of where you come from. And there's a lot of people from Sunderland think it's an absolute beep hole, you know what I mean? But it's a class place to live, man. The beaches, of seafront, unbelievable. I think the people, the people, everyone says the people in the northeast are sound like, and, and that, that totally resonates with me. Like um, the people in Sunderland are just a top of like. Um, anyone's got a bad word to say about other people, you know, but everyone gets along. Um, nice little community feel to it. Um, I love that and flying the flag and like like you say, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful part of the world up there with these stretches of beaches and stuff. And what's the um, what's the is they right? They've got something in Sunderland on a hill. And it's like, it looks like it should be in Athens. What's that place called? Oh, that's Pension Monument, that. Oh, man, that. I tell you what, I want to go and see that. That looks wicked. That's an absolute beauty, that. But me, yeah, I was a bit disappointed a few years ago, actually, because all my life, me, me, me dad actually tells us that the Romans built that. But I found out that some flipping company from 
Sunderland built it, you know what I mean? 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been there like thousands of years. <laughs> so did I, to be honest, looking at it. Unbelievable. <laughs> do things every now and then where you can actually go in one of the one of the pillars and go right at the top of the, the monument. Yeah. Uh, and you'll get some some spectacular views from up there. Like, oh, yeah. You wouldn't get in one of them columns, would you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why I? <laughs> I can feel a boxing's music video coming on there. <laughs> Adam's stuck in one of the pillars in Benjamin. <laughs> well, do you know something? So we had a we had a community question as well from uh, one of the in your ears guys, and you answered it in the last question because it was going to be what inspired Dreamworld is. That's uh, that's their favourite tune. So that's a uh, shout out to Colin because he provided that question. But you guys, uh, you answered it in the last one. Yeah, kind of just, like I said, being proud of where you come from. Everyone wants to move out, move out in Sunderland and move away. And, but we're living the dream world, you know what I mean? We're, we're living best place on earth. We've got it all. Appreciate the question, Colin. Aye, thanks for the question, pal. <laughs> Do you know something? I love that, though. So everyone wants to move away, and but we actually live in the best place on earth, the dream world. I love that. Yeah, that's it. Well, guys, thank you for coming on the show. I've loved having a chat with you. And um, the guys on the socials, they can uh, they can get the latest gig news. And if you are going to be touring and coming to a city near them, uh, which is hopefully soon, and hopefully you get Manchester on there on your radar as well, because uh, I'd love to get down to a gig. No, definitely. Definitely, definitely on our, uh, in our plans. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We've got one more tune before we head off, and it's uh, it's one that we just spoke about. So we're going to play Dreamworld. It's over to you guys to introduce it. Yeah. Um, right, so we've been Doxun. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is from our latest EP. Um, it's about the place where we come from, Sunland, and it's called Dreamworld. Show me. 